So if um, if are, you, are state... you trying to say that Morocco is less corrupt than any of the other Middle Eastern countries? I mean, I don't know about that. If the Sultan no, of Morocco sponsored the shirt of like a, I don't he's, know, he's a king. He's a king, Matt. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's okay. My... There's only one Sultan in uh, in uh, the Arab world. It's uh, Oman. Okay. I. My what is the difference, that... Bassam? Now that we're talking about this, what's the difference between sultan and a king? This, uh, a king, a king actually marries a queen. A sultan marries a sultana. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Good evening, everyone. This is uh, Bassam Haddad. I am uh, joined by uh, Matt Attenberry, the uh, master of this uh, football podcast. And uh, for the first time, Khaled Namiz, who is uh, joining us uh, from Virginia. Uh, he is part of the uh, collective, which nobody knows about. Uh, it's a group of people that uh, exchange messages online about uh, football. And we are so excited uh, to uh, be delivering this third episode of the Real Football Podcast. The uh, title or the uh, topic today would be on sponsorship. And given that uh, we are living in the times of Corona, we are also going to be discussing all the closings and all the cancellations that are taking place in the world of football as well as the uh, disasters in the Champions League, at least uh, the disasters as far as I'm concerned, given that uh, Liverpool uh, is out. So uh, others, of course, like Matt, uh, can't be too upset about uh, Tottenham uh, getting out because Tottenham has been um, failing for some time. So uh, before I uh, go on and before we delve into the uh, topic, let me uh, say hi to everybody. Hi, Khaled. Hi, Matt. Hi, guys. Happy to uh, to be joining you guys in this very exciting podcast. And I'm happy to discuss both sponsorship and Liverpool failing against Diego Simeone. <laughs> uh, thank you. Okay, well, uh, Matt, why don't you uh, take it from here since you're the mastermind and uh, we'll uh, do our... A uh, regular session on the topic of sponsorship, and then we'll get into some of the gossipy material. All right. Um, the reason that I wanted to do sponsorship as a topic for this show is because um, I noticed that quite a few prominent teams, including AC Milan, Real Madrid, uh, PSG, and Barcelona, have sponsorship deals that deal with Middle Eastern companies. And I wanted to see, well, how far does this go back? And who is the first club to have a bright enough idea of putting a company name either on their shirt or on their sleeves or on their pant leg? I thought for sure it would be Manchester United or Real Madrid or um, Bayern Munich or somebody like that. Come to find out that the first shirt sponsor was for a team called Kettering Town FC. And if you've never heard of them, don't worry. They're a sixth-tier team that is two levels below the actual Big Four football pyramid in England. And they were the ones who introduced what some football fans see as a necessity and normal and others see as a great corporate evil of putting brands on their shirts. They used Kettering Tires as the first sponsor on a football shirt. So if ever 
you're ever at a pub and someone asks you who the first team to put a sponsor on a shirt was, it, it was Kettering Town FC. That's that's fascinating, Matt. Do you do you remember what year that was? Nineteen seventy six. Seventy six. Wow, that's that's way earlier than I uh, than I would think. Okay. That's I I thought it began in the nineties as well, you know, with the explosion of Sky Sports in the Premier League, I figure, oh, all the sponsorship money just kind of exploded at once. Uh, lo and behold, no. Uh, VAR fact check overruled that theory. <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, my initial thought would be that uh, these big sponsorships would be tied to uh, broadcasting rights. Now that, uh, especially in the Premier League and other leagues in Europe, of course, are watched worldwide. That that's when the uh, the big sponsors would uh, would jump on. And um, after the ball got rolling with Kettering Town, it got very um, international very quickly. Real Madrid's first kit sponsor is a brand called Zanussi, which I believe makes um, fridges and microwaves and stuff in Italy. Which that's kind of hilarious to think about when I think about Real Madrid. Like imagine Ronaldo um, strutting out with this big microwave. <laughs> Yeah, that is funny. Um, and um, what I've also come to realize when I was doing the research on this was how intrinsically linked some of the sponsors are to memories of these teams. Uh, the Ajax team that won the 95 European Cup had ABN AMRO, which I don't know what they do, but I know that they were on the Ajax kit. That's a bank. Um, oh, they're a bank. I know a I know AIA. That's a Spurs current shirt sponsor. Um, they're I believe a life insurance company based out of Hong Kong. Matt, and Matt, you're such a graduate student. You don't know that ABN and ABN Amro is a is a bank. What's a bank? <laughs> <laughs> What's a savings account? <laughs> That's funny. What's the four hundred one k? I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> Khalid, um, you laugh like you make a lot of money, like a lot, like more than Simeone. Like, I laugh like I know what a bank is. <laughs> <laughs> is it true that Simeone makes 46 million euros a year or something like that? Like I think he, uh, yeah. he's the highest paid. His salary, his salary from Athleti is uh, 23 million euros a year, I think. But I think he recoups a bunch in personal sponsorship deals and uh, you know strutting out his line of funeral home director clothing mm. no no but seriously we heard, i heard this uh and i checked it out he's he's the highest paid uh coach and then he makes like 20 million more than zinedine zidane i know all of this stuff is not important at some level but i was just like uh, taken aback by how uh atleti which is like team number four five or six now in the spanish league has a has a coach that actually is the highest paid among all other coaches. Anyway, um, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Uh, tell us about uh, what you were talking about regarding uh, the bank and uh, uh, the Galacticos era of Real Madrid. Um, Real Madrid was interesting, also from a sponsorship perspective, because they also, for one season, had RealMadrid.com as one of their sponsors, which, talk about double dipping. Uh, the one big club that was, for a very long time, the exception to the rule that big clubs had big sponsors was Barcelona, because they only had their first spo shirt sponsor in 2006, which, ironically enough, is the first year I got a Barcelona kit. It was Messi when he was wearing, still wearing number 19. 
Yeah, that was the UNICEF um, shirt was uh, a sponsor. You're right. right. Yeah, so they decided for the first sponsor, we're going to be, you know, we're going to stick to our motto of masque un club, you know, more than a club, we're going to be above the commercial money making. And then, and then, then they moved to the Qatar Foundation uh, sort of uh, sponsorship in two, right when the upri- Arab uprisings started in 2011. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, and then the, then the money came in because they realized, oh, wait, we still have bills, which uh, I, I know what those are. I just don't know what this uh, this whole bank thing is. <laughs> this is foreign information to me. Um, Barcelona has since moved on from uh, Qatari sponsorship to Rakuten, which is, I believe, a Japanese uh, retailer, kind of like Amazon, but not as big. Right, right. Uh the other thing to note about uh, Barcelona's uh, Qatar situation um, is that the, they said the reason they finally got a sponsor on the front of their shirt was the, the fact that their debt was higher than they were comfortable with. So um, that's that's they started with the uh, benevolent uh, UNICEF thing, Masculine Club, but uh, the financial reality uh, hit them, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you know, being a big football club in the 21st century is expensive. Um, and uh, what really got interesting is that I think, and I couldn't find research that said this definitively, uh, part of the reason they went away from the Qatar sponsorship was the Neymar situation where, um, because PSG is owned by the state of Qatar, uh, they bought Neymar. So Barcelona was mad. <laughs> mm. So they said, we'll find another shirt sponsor. <laughs> I would have loved yeah. to have been a fly on the wall for that board meeting. <laughs> yeah, egos, big egos. What, what what has been? I mean, considering that this is not something that when I grew up, I I I would actually notice in any way, shape, or form. Even when I was following football, even closer than I ever did. What what has been the effect of these uh, sponsorships? Uh, on, on the actual uh, game, on the actual sport? Well, there's more money coming in, which, you know, that's always a given with football. Football is one of, like, three industries that will always manage to make money off of somebody. Um, the other two are probably, um, you know, student loans and um, natural resources. Um, one of the big impacts, though, is that, you know, these um, like Qatar fly Emirates, this isn't Qatar, obviously, um, but I had, I had no idea where the United Arab Emirates were when I was like 11, 12 years old. But I first started seeing fly Emirates on these football kits. And it's like, what is that? It's the official airline of the United Arab Emirates. Well, if they can sponsor Real Madrid, they must be, you know, kind of a big deal. And that's the whole idea. Um, certain human rights uh, organizations, such as Amnesty International and the aptly named Human Rights Watch, have uh, called this um, reputation laundering, which, you know, much like dirty socks, you know, how do you deal with a reputation for uh, autocracy and maybe not having the most open democratic society, you throw money at football kits. And then instead of uh, things like Kafala in Qatar, we think about uh, Lionel Messi scoring a Panenka penalty or Sergio Aguero putting one through a keeper's legs, which are I, probably nicer mental images. Yeah. My question about that is, do the fans really care about the uh, 
political inclinations of the sponsors or are they just happy the club has more money to buy better players and achieve bigger results I don't know how much it bothers fans. It certainly doesn't bother me that Tottenham is sponsored by some uh, insurance company from Hong Kong, but that's probably because, um, you know, I haven't followed Hong Kong's politics very, very closely ever. I'm sure if I did some digging, I would probably find it reprehensible. Well, chances, uh, chances are they have a better track record than the uh, Middle Eastern sponsors, I would bet. That's, that's well, a bet. That's a bet that sounds pretty solid to me. Um, why, why, why Khaled? Why the, why the self-hating? Uh, well, I'm not from the Middle East, so it doesn't count as self-hating. Well, you are, you are, <laughs> you are technically. I mean, I mean, you can't. You're from North Africa, and, and Middle East yeah. is, can can include North Africa. At least, yeah. in, at least in my classes, it includes North you Africa. Would, yeah, exactly. It's it, you would like to lump us all together in one bucket, but the reality is that we're not. So. Thank so you. if um if are you, state... are you trying to say that Morocco is less corrupt than any of the other Middle Eastern countries? I mean, I don't know about that. If the Sultan no, of it's... Morocco sponsored it's... the shirt of like it's a, I don't he's, know, he's a king. He's a king, Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's okay. My... There's only one Sultan in uh, in uh, the Arab world. It's uh, Oman. Okay. I. Uh... My what is the difference, that... Bassam? Now that we're talking about this, what's the difference between sultan and a king? This, uh, a king, a king actually marries a queen. A sultan marries a sultana. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, but if yes, the king, of, if the king of Morocco did decide to sponsor tomorrow, any meeny miny mo, pick a club by the toe, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, to cover up uh, increasing political in a time where increased political repression was happening in Morocco, you wouldn't see a problem, or you would. Uh, as if, well, the question is, if I were a fan of Borussia Dortmund, I think if I if I was, yes, I would I would be I would have a problem with it. Um, I'm it, honestly I'm conflicted. On one hand, I would like uh, my club to get more resources to get better uh, players to win the Champions League or the, or the Bundesliga. But on the other hand, um, I, I, would be, I would be miffed by it. Sorry, I'm, I'm wishy-washy on it. I'm really uh, conflicted. If it makes you feel any better, most fans are wishy-washy about it. Um, I, didn't, I couldn't find very many good interviews about it for Manchester City fans, but um, in response to their, their inflated Eddie Hodd sponsorship deal, uh, the club actually printed out fake Monopoly money to put on some of the seats in the stands for the fans to wave around. Oh, my God. So oh, I think that answers part of that question about how it's fans terrible. feel about it. Yeah. It's terrible, but it's, I mean, fair play. That is kind of funny. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. And, and uh, the joke is on them. But, yeah. Um, what's really interesting is that... Um, a lot of the bigger companies like Fly Emirates, they sponsor, uh, they don't sponsor a Premier League team yet, emphasis on yet. Uh, they sponsor Roma in Serie A. They sponsor Bayern Munich. Um, I believe they also sponsor AC Milan. Other than that, my kid is old. Um, so they're everywhere and they're trying to, um, I think, even if we can't find a paper trail, I think that part of the reason that they're so willing to sponsor teams, not just because they need a place to spend money, but um, 
You know, it looks good to have your shirt on Cristiano Ronaldo while he's lifting up the Champions League or the uh, European uh, Championship trophy with Portugal. Yeah, well, that that brings me to my next question, which is, is this uh, reputation laundering actually working? Like, how, how as a, if I were uh, the UAE or uh, or any of these sponsors that are going through with the reputation laundering, how do I um, calculate my my return on investment, as it were, or is it just a, a soft thing that that is not necessarily measurable by the numbers? What do you guys um, think? They think it's um, a lot of the articles I read said, and I tend to agree that it's more of a soft power type deal. Yeah. And uh, part of the reason I think they think it's working is, uh, well, Man City keeps spending money. So clearly they don't think it's a pit. <laughs> right. Oh, but they also have, you know, un almost unlimited resources. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I, I get the idea about uh, having it be soft power not necessarily a hard number as far as return investment yeah and what's interesting is i'm and there was a quite a bit said about this because apparently the um i don't actually know what his official title is but the head of the chinese state xi jinping apparently he is uh mad about football like as mad as i am about football except he's the leader of china and i'm just some broke grad student um he probably knows what a bank is yeah, he he probably has uh, experience with uh, that. You, that. You, you, did, you did it again. You're laughing that, like somebody who makes a lot of money. <laughs> By comparison, Bassam, he does make a lot of money compared to me. I'll change my laugh if it bothers you, Bassam. No, no, I'm, I'm just commenting. It's just like, it reminds me of the, um, of, of the movies. Like when somebody makes a lot of money, the way they laugh, it's very confident. Oh, I appreciate that. You, you, it's okay. Um, I know this has happened for some other states, but China's looking into doing more of it. Uh, Russia's state oil company Gazprom sponsors the Champions League tournament as a whole. And I believe a couple of Russian teams, obviously, given that they're the Russian state oil company. Um, I know Atletico Madrid, before they beat Liverpool last night for a couple of years, they were sponsored by Azerbaijan's tourist board, essentially. Uh, Matt, one point about the, that's really fascinating to me that uh, the UEFA as an organization uh, accepted the sponsorship deal from Gazprom, given all the, um, uh, the, the tension that historically has existed between Russia and, and the EU. If you guys remember, a couple of years ago, Russia was uh, threatening to uh, have Europe uh, freeze to death by controlling the, the gas flow to a few countries. Yeah, uh, shut off the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's really fascinating to me that um, the UEFA accepted the sponsorship from Gazprom. It is interesting now that you mentioned that point, but I'm also, this is a... Not quite the uh, most sound academic research, and this is a little biased, but um, UEFA would do almost anything for an extra buck or an extra euro. Mm -hmm. So I'm not too surprised. I mean, this is the same organization that gave us Set Bladder for 20 years. So, <laughs> see you doing it again. <laughs> maybe. maybe uh, it's just uh, trying to audition for the next Bond villain with the laugh. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, the I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. <laughs>
It's the cadence. Uh, but, but Sam, once we're once we're done, I'm gonna uh, record my laugh and send it to you. It's um, it's the cadence of the laugh. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mine is not as good. This is better. This is better. <laughs> So, just just let go, thing? just let go. Yeah, yeah, I'm... That is a lake, just let go. <laughs> so... Um, Matt, I'm not sure if you get a chance to look at uh, sponsorship deals in Latin America where people are obviously uh, crazy about football, but those leagues are not as largely watched as the European leagues and whether... I don't think the... The parties who are after um, uh, the reputation laundering, I don't think they spent any money, as far as I know, uh, in in Latin America because of of the exposure. Right? I think I think that's uh, right, and I couldn't find much about Latin American sponsorship deals outside of um, what actual governments are doing. Uh, for example, and this is not quite relevant to sponsorship, but. Um, in Argentina, all football is on state-run TV stations for free because the president, uh, one of the Kirchners, whichever one was in power at that uh, five-minute interval, uh, said that football is a human right. So they made the broadcasts of the games, particularly for Boca Juniors and River Plate, free appearing on um, Argentinian uh, state television. Yeah, and that's basically... I that think takes part away of the, the reason they did it right. was... I think right. the part of the reason they did it was totally just to win a few votes, but um, that's another subject. Um, and you're, I don't know how much they would be willing to invest in um, uh, the countries doing reputation laundry and, and the companies doing it would be willing to invest in Latin American soccer, given that usually the when it comes to big money interactions in Latin American soccer, it's uh club x y or z paying uh i don't know eeny meeny miny mo santos 12 million for who they think is going to be the next Neymar, or paying somebody 15 million or paying botafogo 15 million for the next garincha or something like that yeah brazilian football is strange and we could probably talk about that for several hours without getting anywhere so we should not <laughs> yeah i mean we we actually uh, on this show have focused uh, disproportionately on Europe and uh, uh, we, we had uh, promised uh, our viewer uh, uh, without an <laughs> S <laughs> our listener we promised our listener uh, that we will actually uh, also address American football you know whatever is there um uh, of course we've talked about the middle east a bit more than 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 uh, other non-european areas but uh, yeah it would be good to to bring in latin america because this is sort of the source of some of the best players in the world at the same time that it gets short shrift in uh, in uh, in the world of football when it's not uh, about the world cup so yeah let's 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 do that matt uh, let's think about ways to to bring in latin america uh, and i know that we have a show prepared on on the united states uh, and football here mm -hmm. uh, but i'm itching um, i mean 
you know this issue of sponsorship i i, I feel that it's it's plateauing uh, even though the numbers can go up but in terms of influence in kind on the actual sport that must be plateauing because it's 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 there's no other path from here to to another <coughs> uh, uh level in kind uh, in terms of sponsorship so i'm 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 happy to talk about this more but i'm really itching to talk about but- Sorry, Bassam, but don't don't you think don't you think there are uh, second tier teams in these European leagues that that are still up for the taking? Um, That's recent... what happened with Wolves a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly, and and they right now they're really showing results. So just like the Wolves, uh, there's a few other uh, teams in in the uh, Premier League and other leagues that could benefit from an injection of capital. to help them get better players and to hopefully achieve better results what do you think i mean i i uh, yeah i mean uh, yes that's that's all correct and and i think that's possible and i the the the, the things that i see actually developing in terms of sponsorship is frankly is going to have to do with the uh, uh sponsors and capital coming from outside europe namely namely china i mean i see things being affected more and more in the coming 10 years to 20 years by uh by china but but this is a whole other kind of worms that perhaps also merits a discussion but maybe not now there are more pressing issues plus i don't think the rise of china in football is 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 uh, meteoric it's it's the sort of thing that we'll be we will be discussing in a few years much more so than say this year or next year unless matt you know because you're like an encyclopedia unless you know something i don't well i do but it actually more or less proves your point china actually just instituted a salary cap on foreign players so there will be no more instances of uh players like uh brazilian oscar moving to china for a salary packet of 400k a week there will be no more carlos tevez going to disneyland in shanghai while on 800,000 um, euros a week um is this why the bail uh bail the- to china didn't happen yeah. exactly oh i see i see um and uh with that said could they invest in european leagues long term Absolutely. They've done a pretty good uh Fosun International has done a pretty good job with Wolves and if uh Xi Jinping is uh, serious about exerting China's global footprint in football, I think the easiest path for that would not be through the Chinese Super League where half of Spurs squad needs to go and retire. It's going to be through investing Chinese capital in um more downtrodden clubs uh, clubs in need of uh, massive amounts of infusions of capital like um for example mm-hmm. two-time european cup winner nottingham forest yeah. although they're doing really well in the championship they're either third or fourth in the championship at the moment so they're probably they're not quite the best example but you get the point yep yep um Khaled uh, and Matt thank you so much this is again our third episode of uh, uh, the real football podcast and uh, we have been discussing sponsorship we are now getting to the point where the itch for 
transitioning to the gossip section in which we'll talk about the coronavirus and the uh, closings and the suspensions of um, all sorts of uh, games and even tournaments. I I know that the uh, uh, Champions League and the Europa Leagues were uh, just suspended uh, today. Actually, just a couple of hours ago, the decision was made to suspend them uh, as well as, of course, uh, the entire uh, Italian league. Uh, but it seems that the Premier League is not going to be suspended. So we're going to talk about this a little bit and uh, perhaps uh, even more uh, gossipy and, and, and so sort of a low form of discussion about the Champions League and the, and the Liverpool and upset as well as what's likely to happen uh, this year. This is the sort of stuff that, you know, we, I mean, that so many of us lust for. It's kind of senseless and mindless and kind of, you know, um, uh, uh, very, um, uh, uh, you know, jingoistic uh, in the football sense. But uh, yeah, let's start with the, with the uh, suspended tournaments. So what happens if, if the, what happens now that the Champions League is suspended? Uh, Matt, I mean, uh, any insight or Khalid? I mean, I... There, this is unprecedented. The European Cup slash Champions League is running, running continuously since 1955. This is, to my knowledge, the first time that something like this has happened in uh, European football because of an epidemic. The last time that top flight leagues were suspended in Europe was because of the Second World War. Um, so we're talking 70, 80 years, and warfare is quite different from an outbreak in a disease, but that's still a very long time to go without this sort of a, an abrupt halt. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised that they suspended the leagues as opposed to just playing the matches without spectators. I, I, the I the yeah. reason that they suspended the leagues is because there's been a couple of confirmed cases of positive tests that's a mouthful of medical nonsense. Uh, Paulo Dybala of Juventus has tested positive for coronavirus. I saw that on Twitter a couple hours ago. Oh, and and um, Arteta? What, Arteta, Michael Arteta, the manager of Arsenal, which uh, the Premier League are planning on having an emergency meeting tomorrow. So while at the time of recording, the uh, English Soccer League is pressing on with its season, that could very well change within the next 24 hours because, you know, a manager has been infected and potentially a player has as well. Um, because um, what's also interesting in the case of Arsenal is that the Olympiacos owner tested positive for coronavirus, and that was the team that Arsenal just finished uh, getting knocked out to in the Europa League not that long ago. And some of the players met with the owner who tested positive. So... I'm not obviously. I'm not a doctor. I don't know if any what? of them do a pot. What? You're not a doctor. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Matt. You're I fine. have. I have to do this to you every every during every show. I I, I can't let it go. It's okay. Uh, if it bothered me, I wouldn't still do this. Um. So the Premier League might suspend itself tomorrow. The Championship League. One in League Two in England, um, to my knowledge, they're still playing as well. But um, no Syria. I think La Liga is playing behind closed doors if they haven't suspended the tournament. Well, it says the, 
it says here that tomorrow's game, um, and of course, this is not going to air tomorrow, but it says here that, uh, or it seems like the uh, uh, the game between Real Madrid and uh, Eibar, as well as Barcelona and Mallorca, are not happening. Is that correct? That's correct then, because um, originally La Liga was going to play games behind closed doors, which, you know, aside from any medical situations that deem it necessary, watching a football match that's being played in an entirely empty stadium is creepy. Yeah, yeah it's a completely different. Uh, the, the one positive thing is that you can hear the players and you uh, can hear the with each other, and you can hear the kick. You can hear the kick. You can hear the. Uh, the manager screaming at them, the keeper, and so forth. So that's, oh. yeah, at, at the end of the day, um, it, those are very minuscule positives compared yes. to having an atmosphere. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. At, so, at, at the end of the day, yes, go ahead, Bassam. So, so, so basically, uh, the La Liga, uh, sorry, not La Liga, um, uh, the uh, Italian league is suspended, Serie A. And then is it that is it official that La Liga is also suspended? Um, I'm not sure if it's official yet, but if it isn't, I would be very surprised given how everything has unfolded in the past 24 to 48 hours if they don't make that announcement on Twitter in like two seconds. Yeah, okay. I think it's it's only a matter of time. Everything and, and they down. say that uh, Spain Spain is actually the second most uh, affected country in Europe besides Italy. Yeah, then if they haven't made the announcement already, then that's uh, the writings on the wall there. Um, one of my uh, younger brother's friends was actually vacationing in Spain this week for their spring break, and they got an email the other day saying, you've got 48 hours to get back to the United States because of how things are unfolding in Spain. I think their uh, confirmed cases of coronavirus jumped 50% in one night, wow. which that's spooky, but that could also just be, a, you know, the amount of testing getting done. Right. So uh, is this so this is basically a forced break on all yeah. these leagues. Um, some some teams might benefit from a reset and regroup, uh, but some teams uh, might possibly lose that the momentum they had. So uh, off the top of your head, Matt, uh, who do you think would benefit from an extended break like this? You are trying to get me to say Spurs, and that is exactly what you are going to get. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, I mean, and there's no guarantee that they don't just call the season off now uh, completely, so it might not even benefit Spurs long term, although it might benefit me because that means that I don't have to subject myself to watching what exactly I wished for. I wanted Jose Mourinho as manager. I got Jose Mourinho as manager. And that means that I got that shocking charlatan parking the bus football with um, about as much attacking impetus as an earthworm. Well, the uh, now that you got the, the manager you wanted, uh, don't you wish for a rich Middle Eastern sponsor to come in and, and give you hundreds of millions to buy any players you want? Yes. Uh, uh... <laughs> Are you excluding North Africa, Khalid? <laughs> the King of Morocco wants to buy Spurs. He can buy Spurs. Uh, the, the 
I don't care. I just want the bad football to stop and for someone to clarify to me why I made the particular life decision to support Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. So what do you think of the performance uh, yesterday? Did, did the team have any any redeeming qualities at all? They didn't concede a fourth in the 90 minutes. They yeah. only lost 3-0 instead of 4-0 or 5-0, which is what they deserved. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about important teams that are not doing well uh, because Tottenham <laughs> has lost that, uh, that uh, sort yeah, of uh, They weren't the only finalists from last year to go out the other day. Liverpool went out to Atletico Madrid thanks to um, three goals in added time. From Atletico Madrid. Yeah, um, yeah. Can we not talk about Liverpool, please? No, I'm, I'm joking. Uh, I'm joking. You can talk about anything you want. Actually, I want to. I mean, Liverpool is is doing great. It's doing fine. It's just not gonna win the Champions League again. And that's fine. But it's it's uh, it's getting. It's not just getting. It's like conquering the Premier League, and it will. It, it'll be fine. And they'll have to deal with the problems um, in the back and and kind of revitalize the front. And of course, uh, this new this goalkeeper who's excellent in many ways, the substitute goalkeeper, um, has this, has this bout of. I don't know what they are, but they they did cause in part, uh, well at least the first goal for sure. But but I I meant to speak about Barcelona and and whether oh that other mess oh uh, watch out no I'm joking uh, uh, you know whether it is really about Suarez coming back uh, and I'm not talking about them becoming excellent as they were in the past I'm talking about them winning La Liga is it about Suarez coming back or is it is it even uh, deeper than that? And I, you know, I, I cannot imagine, and I'll be honest, I uh, people talk about Barcelona dipping, but if Dembele was not like a, uh, like a straw, he gets, he's, he, he's, he, you know, he breaks every like 10 minutes. Um, and he, if he's on the team as well as Suarez, I don't think there would have been a crisis in La Liga. Maybe, maybe they might not do well when they're, when they're playing outside La Liga, but I get the, I get, I'm I'm convinced that this the, these two uh, the absence of these two players has changed things radically. Whether or not um, uh, Val, uh, Valverde was uh, was taken out, I know you you didn't like him. I always disagreed with you, uh, Matt. I I thought he's okay, not awesome, but he was okay. He wasn't as bad as people made him out to be. Uh, Kiki, you're right. He was worse. Sorry. I said, you're right. He wasn't as bad as people made him out to be. Valverde was worse, and Setien's tactics aren't working either. Yeah, but no, it's not that he's bad. No, I don't agree that he's worse than what people thought, or even bad. He's just, you know, he had a certain approach, and he was trying to deal with what he had. And Kiki is having the same problems. I think he I think, blew a three-goal lead in a Champions League semi-final. Yeah, uh, twice. Yeah, yeah, I know. But but he did everything else fine. Uh, I think the problem, as you and I uh, talked about this, and Eli, uh, who's also in our collective, uh, we all are agreed that there is a serious management problem at Barcelona, whether or not the coach is superb. Yeah, when Lionel Messi is fighting with the sport, sporting director, Eric Abadal, former Barcelona player, that's never a good look. I 
maybe it's the and I realize we're not talking about Spurs, but maybe it's a Spurs fan in me just seeking out uh, dysfunction. Uh, Barcelona are in a horrible state right now. Um, I don't think Luis Suarez is com- coming back is going to make a positive difference in La Liga. I don't think Usman Dembele's health is going to make a difference in La Liga. They just, they need, first of all, they need to stop spending large sums of money on players who they end up loaning out to Bayern Munich like Coutinho. Uh, they need a whole new defense. Gerard Piquet is no longer serviceable as a top-level center back. Uh, um, TT's had injury issues. I've never fancied Jordi Alba in my life, and I'm forgetting the right back, Semedo. He's just not good enough. Um, and until Barcelona fix their defensive issues and get some, um, get a tactical system that's not going to change from one game to the next, it's not going to matter what uh, Superman, formerly known as Lionel Messi, does. They're just they're done. I think they, gonna, I think they're gonna win La Liga because because Real Madrid. Not if it's canceled because Real Madrid have the points lead. <laughs> no, they don't. They do. No, not anymore. Mm. Uh, that was that was a, a week ago, but then they they dropped. So, uh, but I think I think Barcelona will win because Real Madrid is not doing well in general. Real Madrid is uh, inconsistent, being inconsistent, even though they have better and a more equipped team today. But, they have a much better defense. Yeah, but they're at 56 points. Barcelona is 58. So you're saying, uh, I don't understand what, why people think that if things are suspended, it, that means they're not going to go on. It's not like they're going to go to the next year before finishing this one. Um, what they're, they're talking about doing this for Serie A and they might do it for La Liga as well. What they're talking about is having a one game playoff between the two top teams. And the reason that this would work for both La Liga and Serie A is that the top teams are within three points of each other. In the case of, uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid, it's, uh, 56 points to 58. So one game would be a fair decider in no, the case no, of, no, no, no. Oh yeah, it would be shit. Um, in the case of Serie A, Juventus has 63 points and Lazio has 62. So again, within three points, that would be uh, fair. Uh, whereas in the case of um, League Un and the Premier League, Liverpool and PSG have such big leads that it's it, it doesn't matter. But well, um, in the case of Liverpool, it, it It doesn't matter, period, because with a couple more wins, they don't need to play anymore. They could, they could just sit at home and they still win the league. Correct. But um, I know football Twitter too well to know, to think that people wouldn't create banter over that. Not that that's a good thing. It just, that's, that's just what's going to happen. Um, Uh, yeah, yeah, Liverpool. Of course, the year that Liverpool decide to win the league, we've got coronavirus outbreaks. Decide to, <laughs> at least decide to win the it, 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 <laughs> at least, at least it's not Spurs winning the league because you know Spurs wouldn't get coronavirus. We would get the full-on black plague if Spurs were going to win the league. <laughs> And throwing a meteor shower. See how did you doing the laugh again? <laughs>
Spurs would decide to win the league the year that a meteor shower and the bubonic plague came back and like super measles or something. Just, just, just to make me miserable. <laughs> well, you know, guys, this, this, this can't end. Um, uh, they might it... cancel the Euros. That's the that's the next thing. If they you cancel mean... the European football championships, cancel the championship, the whole thing. Yeah, they might. Possible. Because also you have to remember this. Uh, this is Euro 2020. This is the 60th anniversary of the European Championships, first won by the Soviet Union in 1960. So they are planning on having like 14 different host cities in like 11 different countries. Yeah, but why can't why can't they just finish it later? Um, postpone it. Because if they finish it later, that could push into club schedule and. Um, Come hell or high water, the Premier League is not losing one single advertising pound. La Liga is not use- losing one single advertising euro. And um, I, I really don't yeah. think they would. I think if they did, po- if they did uh, decide uh, to do it, they would probably decide to do it like in 2021 instead after the pandemic has hopefully been solved. Okay. Um, they're also talking about this isn't football related necessarily. They're also talking about uh, getting uh, postponing or canceling the Summer Olympics as well. All right. Uh, well, that's kind of a depressing note. Yeah. On on this note, is there anything else that we want to uh, talk about? Is there anything that uh, we're uh, we're itching to get out? Uh, I mean, I. I I'm not I'm not in in the mood right now to discuss things a lot. Although I know our friend who recorded the second podcast with us, uh, Toma, is very happy because of PSG's PSG uh, made it through to the quarters, know, making it through. Uh, but then again, if they cancel it, he's gonna be pissed. <laughs> so, um, the only thing that we're really forgetting is that uh, Manchester City have been banned from the next two Champions. Leagues by UEFA for financial doping, which has everything to do with the sponsorship money that we were talking about being thrown around. But is 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 this final? No, they still got to go to the European Court of Arbitration and Sport. I think that appeal happens next month. Um, but yeah, they said if, they plan to appeal it. Yeah, uh, the appeal takes place next month. Uh, of course, they were never going to let that happen without an appeal. Um, I mean, even Lance Armstrong, who is guilty as sin, uh, went to the court of arbitration and sport for his uh, very different type of doping. Oh, um, you, you you pushed one of my hot buttons there. Yeah, so that's for another day. Lance Armstrong. I I did not realize you were passionate about professional cycling. Yeah, but that's the uh, that's the other podcast. Um. <laughs> um, that means that we've brought up uh, a bunch of other sports again, because. Um, but Manchester City are probably. I think they. I think they'll beat this. But if they don't beat this, then Pep Guardiola is definitely going to another club. I think uh, um, we'll see a mass exodus from Manchester City, and quite frankly, I'm. Not just because they broke the rules, but also um, it will make Twitter that much more entertaining. I hope the band sticks. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Khaled, thank you for joining us for the first time. Uh, this was. Thank you for the opportunity. Of and, course. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll work on my laugh. 
no 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 actually i i really enjoy it uh and and uh uh thanks matt as usual for for being uh so knowledgeable and you know i think one of the better things we can do going forward at some point is to because you've you've come over and we've watched uh, you know football games together is to just record your commentary on an ongoing football game because you provide more analysis, more information, and more uh, uh, interesting Entertainment. Uh, facts than than the the commentators. So, in all cases, uh, next time I am hoping that we could talk about. Uh, well, next time it's going to be depressing because there will be like no games and everything will be like shut down. But we'll try to figure something out. Maybe we'll talk about American football uh, or American soccer. Uh, which will be uh, fitting. Okay, uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> fitting and- for an epidemic that shuts things down. <laughs> what does that say about the quality? Uh, I'll get on that research. I will. And, and, uh, and we also talked about uh, preparing, and, and I and I know that we have some research already done on women's uh, football. So, so yeah, we have we have quite a bit to, to catch up on. Uh, thank you both for being here, and we'll uh, talk to you again later. And uh, to our listener, thank you for listening. Thank you, Vatam. Thank you, Matt. Bye bye. Thank you, guys.